Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I've been on at least eight times as many roller coasters as I have teeth. I'm Ben, and I'm constipated. I'm Lance, and Top Hill Dragster is my uh, is my twin, apparently. Whoa! Sitting yeah. down or standing up? Wait, uh, laying down or standing up? I I don't get it. I'm uninformed. That's okay. Uh, Welcome to the show, Lance. We're glad to have you here. Now, uh, Lance is is proof of the fact that if you talk shit on Twitter (laughs) and then back it up with a little bit of money, (laughs) you too can be a guest on your favorite coaster sucks uh, just just go to what patreon slash your favorite coaster sucks or something we're already selling out here i'm not even not even only but never been out here before what's the leg i don't know that's that's okay you had uh you had a take i i must have said something or maybe ben did um about your home state oh and, yeah and orion said uh <laughs> We must have had some sort of drunken hot take. It wasn't really drunk, just more so the uh, blatant uh, lies about uh, my favorite BNM hyper. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I don't have to explain. I don't have to explain that. Everybody knows it's a joke. I mean, Sorry. I'll say it's a very fun ride in the front row. Back was a little bit disappointing, but I really, really enjoyed the front. Yeah, all right, that's all I have to hear. <laughs> I mean, I actually enjoyed my front row ride because it was raining, so my eyes were closed the whole time. So it was like, a, you know, an unknown experience, which was actually more fun than the actual ride without the rain. I've gotten a few uh, Orion rain rides, and it is... Uh, in my opinion, not a fun experience, but you know what? I'll take it. Adds to the count, I guess. Is it weird to count how many times you've ridden something? I feel like only pretentious people do that, but I also do that occasionally, so what, I don't know. How many Orion rides are you at? 121. I mean, that's not a whole lot, but I know a lot of people, and there's some that have like 700 or something. I mean, <laughs> that's only what? Like, not even a full two seasons worth at this point. Yeah. Now I think about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, Ben, I think we might be dealing with, uh, one of those Ohio cats here. Gosh. Yeah. Can you send us your, uh, Excel sheet? I don't have an Excel sheet. I just change my Twitter bio every time I write it. <laughs> oh, actually that works pretty well. Sc- screenshots. <laughs> Yeah, just go to just yeah, just just join the Discord and I'll post it in there or something. I don't know. I mean, the little bit of Ohio in me, I know I've ridden Magnum at least a thousand times, mm-hmm. which was it's not that hard to do, but yeah, I don't have an exact number. 
another it's hot an take. Estimate, it's an estimate that I know. Like I'm like, yeah, that's definitely very possible. I think the most time I read it in a day was like 50. <laughs> Dang, I can't handle that ride more than twice. It's it's just okay for me. So, have you ridden the Blue Flash yet since it's reopened in your home state? I have I have not. I'll be honest. I totally forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yes, same. Like I'm surprised no one has died yet. Well, perhaps there is a chance. I mean, yes, everybody forgot. There is a chance that it just hasn't opened yet, and I was bullshitting. I don't know. I, I wasn't bullshitting intentionally. If I was. <laughs> Didn't some janky haunted house buy it? Yes. <laughs> Allow me to set the scene. A haunted house in the middle of Ohio. Isn't that like Columbus? <laughs> Is it really? Because that's almost literally the middle, right? Pretty much. I mean, dad's smack in the middle. I mean, to be fair, all of Ohio is a haunted house, so I guess you could take it pretty much anywhere. I'm looking this up. Hold on. I feel like anywhere 20 miles outside of a major highway could be the scariest fucking haunted house you'd ever see. Or at least would have the potential to. When it's not open. Right, when it's not even Halloween season. And it's themed to the beast. (laughs) Speaking of the beast, okay, actually, I, I have something to say about the beast. So... I'm not sure if anybody who's listening to this has been on the beast since they've retracted it, but oh my god, the trims. <laughs> are they worse? They are awful. <laughs> the The first half of the ride is... Okay, maybe, to be fair, this was... I'm comparing this based off of the two night rides I got last Saturday, but the trims just killed the first half of the ride for me personally. Uh, yeah. I hope those two extra feet were worth it. So is the, but is the, um, I guess is the ending speed the same though? Like, does it still feel like it maintains its actual, like its normal speed or yeah, is the it helix. noticeably slower? Yeah. The helix is still amazing. That's still the best part of the ride, but the whole reason the helix is so good is because the first half at night, I mean, I'm talking about night rides just because that's never mind. Just because the first half is good enough makes the helix amazing, and the first half is now just. Eh. <laughs> that's too bad. I wonder if they'll. I wonder if they'll uh, play with it a little bit. If it's maybe it's just early, so they don't want it to go too fast or something. But I know they're um, they're magnetic. Like, I think they're fixed trims, right? I'm pretty sure you're correct. In that case, we're screwed. Yeah. I'm just picturing, like, you know how there's, like, solid-state drives for computers? It's just, like, solid-state brakes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why the the Intimidator, when they had the, the trims on the first drop halfway down... It was such a mess because they were um, they were like fixed brake fins, and so when the ride was empty, it would almost roll back. I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that thank was, God I, they finally solved that, right? 
Yeah, like the trims on the bunny hill, I guess, like if they have to be there, you know, whatever. But just don't trim a first drop. It's like um, that J2 ride at Clementon. I think it's got four. Does, it's like four trim brakes on the way down. Does Rogaru still have a trim brake on the first drop? I haven't uh, been there this year, but I'm pretty sure. Last time I rode it, it was off. But it was uh, fall, so maybe it's only on like summertime or something. Like, to be honest, I've never ridden it as Rogaru, but like, that was always one of the most disappointing parts of Mantis. I had a, the best ride I ever had on Mantis was, um, so I'm pretty sure Cedar Fair or, or Cedar Point, they'll put winter wheels on when the park opens and for the season. And the trims are off. And then at a certain date, they'll turn the trims on and then switch the summer wheels. So the second year I worked there, we had a really random like hot day where it was in the 90s. But on Raptor and Mantis, the trims were all off. And they were still on the winter wheels. So it was like the fastest. Like you could like visibly see the difference in speed. Um, so yeah, Mantis was insane. It was like blackout speed. It was great. Might shatter your kneecaps like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like when your feet get really tingly. Oh, yeah. I get that on Banshee a lot, surprisingly. And just any invert. Maybe it's just a me thing, but I don't know. Poor I need to catch Banshee on a good day. Yeah, same. Like, I, I always hear it, it's so po- it has such polarized, like, you know, opinions. And I've never had a good one yet. And I want you, Lance, but more generally, everyone of Ohio to hear me here. I'm willing to give Banshee that I've ridden it on two bad days consecutive on my visits. That's that is perfectly understandable to me. And I mean, in two consecutive seasons, but. Because I only went one day each, but you know, hey, look, it's possible. So I just want to catch it on a good day so I don't feel like such an asshole when I go, I don't get this ride. I don't feel anything. (laughs) Just dab smack a summer and you'll be fine. Back row as well. Anywhere else is just kind of eh. Okay, I take that back. That I, I think it's a heartline roll. The heartline roll... At the end, oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> That's that that makes it for me every single time. It's kind of like a Superman Ultimate Flights roll. I'll be honest, that shit makes me freak out. Like I'm gonna lose everything out of my pockets. You wear cargo shorts though, right? Or pants or whatever. no? Because I'm a human being. Oh. <laughs> You gotta get the, you gotta get the T-shirt that you know the, the moisture-absorbing one. Don't, that, don't don't tell me there's a T-shirt that has zipper pockets. Oh, hey, there's. I, I, I want to interject. There's nothing wrong with cargo shorts. Just make sure they look like something you'd actually want to wear. Like, don't buy them at well, Walmart. Buy them at like REI. No, here's the thing, right? 
I'm going to go ahead and pre- and argue opposite that and say there's no way to wear argue um, uh, fucking no way to wear cargo shorts that doesn't make you look like you're in a fucking limp biscuit video. <laughs> no, it's not true. I got inter- I, I got to disagree. Look up. Uh, I don't care what amount of flannel and man bun you have going on. Cargo weights waist down. You are straight up fucking seven dust extra <laughs> Woodstock ninety nine. I mean, you're go- you're going there to to have fun. You're not trying to impress anybody. I mean it. Yeah, you may look you may look a little on the stranger side, but that's you're what the they one all does- said going into Woodstock ninety nine, <laughs> my friend. I mean, hey, if I can keep my keys, my wallet, and my phone in my pockets and not have to pay uh, for a locker like those people who walk up to a ride that doesn't have bends with bags, then I'll be fine. You know what is a good idea though? Um, like if put you get one of those um, ID wallet uh, phone cases and then uh, you can put a leash on your phone so that way if it does fall out it, you know you can just clip it to your bell loop and then put your keys on a carabiner that would work I mean it's it's essentially a modified man purse but I'm I'm not against it are you guys against fanny packs though Dude, I wore the shit out of a fanny pack when I was a teenager. <laughs> I'm diabetic, so I had to carry a whole bunch of, like, you know, blood testing and in, in insulin shit with me. But Ben will tell you, I used to carry a big-ass high camera in that motherfucker, too. <laughs> How many megapixels yeah, was that up. thing? Uh, yeah, those are big cameras. The cameras were the size of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison, like a, like a Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, megapixels. Um, it was probably yeah. Uh, I want to say it was about 640 pixels. Well, it was it was uh, standard def. So the height, yeah, height was like um... you can you can go look on YouTube right now. My channel is M Force Forever, and it goes back to two thousand six. So I will claim I was the first uh, theme park only channel on YouTube. Uh, I didn't maintain it, but it was the first one. Um, so my old fucking 2005 Kings Island video has like, I don't know, 150,000 plays or something. And it's got copyrighted music and predates monetizing it. So you're welcome. Paramount's Kings Island theme park in Kings Mills, Ohio, 16 years ago, 134,000 views. Correct. Yeah. So the, um, the resolution that, of high eight was four hundred lines. That's yeah, that's what you see right there on YouTube if you're playing it right now, Lance. I I am playing it right now. It's uh man. 
Oh, back whenever back whenever Vertigo was yellow and called face off. Vortex. Wow. Man, this feels weird. Oh, back when Backlot Stunt Coaster had the water. Under uh, the, uh... Yeah, that was all filmed on media day of Backlot Stunt Coaster and the day after when it was Italian job. <laughs> I vaguely remember the Paramount days. Oh, son of beasts. Well, Ben and I are old, and more so me than Ben. Obviously. Okay, so I'm on eBay. I actually found a uh, a Sony DCR HC32 mini DV camera. You hipster motherfucker. (laughs) I kind of like want to buy it because it's only 80 bucks. (laughs) I mean, that would be fun. I mean, think about it. Like, you can make like retro future footage. So go to parks, film um, all the rides, like film RMCs, all the, everything that was built in modern time, but film it in the standard def mini DV footage. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. And then you could edit it with a yellow card song. Yeah. No, I think I, ironically, I think it would be kind of fun. Like, um. Like yeah. I said, when you initially said you were looking on eBay for Sony cameras, you hipster motherfucker. You could just hop on the trend of those backroom videos as well if you really wanted to. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential. I'm 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 into it. Yeah, buy a tripod. I totally back in 2006. Made a video like that at Cedar Point, by the way, where I brought a fucking tripod into the park. I was that fucking nerd. Yeah, the tripod, <laughs> bringing the tripod in the park was like a level of low. Um, I did it once. It, it still is. Yeah, it still is. Let's be clear. <laughs> I did it like I did it once at Great America, and I filmed like three angles of Superman, and then walk to wizard and i'm like i'm done like i I i'm not doing this and then i brought brought it out to the car again (laughs) like it was that realization i'm like this is not worth it (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's let's do draw a line in the sand real quick in that um it is totally acceptable if you're actually getting paid or it's your job that's one thing. But when you're just the coaster guy <laughs> that owns a nice camera and a tripod, I mean, you're, uh, you're making a very clear choice. That's all it is. It's not a judgment call. You're just, you're putting yourself there. Well, I was going to say, or unless you're, um, here's the, actually, if you're a regular at a theme park, I think it's okay. I like have to agree with that. If you're yeah. such a if you're such a regular that you know, like, because there's certain days you shouldn't shouldn't do it, right? Like that really slow day in the middle of May, like, and you've been to the park a hundred times. Like, it's like, all right, I've got nothing else to do. That video you were talking about, uh, Millennium Force Roller Coaster at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, 2006, is the name of that video. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I I eventually renamed all of them to like, you know, hit the algorithm at the time. 
which worked a lot different than now because it was mostly tag based. I think Ben, you knew a little more about it than I did. Yeah. I mean, it was the tags were important. Like, uh, but also what, what sucked was that if you modified the tags, it would actually, um, it would like mess up the algorithm sometimes. Cause I remember on the microwave plasma video, I was getting like, uh, probably like 25 to 50,000 views a week. And then I added a bunch of tags and then suddenly it just hit zero. Like I just wasn't popular anymore. If I would have let it go, it would have been huge. Yeah. That video is now tough to find. Algorithm has been broken from the beginning. That is true. But yeah, so when was your first visit to Kings Island then, if that's your home park? Oh gosh, I was three, maybe? <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. How, when was I three? Two, 2006, I was three. Uh, yeah, probably 2006, 2005. Because I'm a July person, so 2005, 2006. Oh, damn. (laughs) I don't want to say I feel old as shit sitting here talking to someone whose first visit to their home park was approximately my first visit to their home park as a teenager. (laughs) But God damn it, I tap out. All good. That's it. What's like that? Uh, what's that song? Everybody's free to wear a sunscreen, you know. You just gotta accept things, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say to everyone older than me, shut the fuck up. I'm allowed to feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you you're you're originally from? You said about an hour away from Kings Island. Yeah, Dayton area. If, Okay, I'm, I uh, I'm how how far is that from Youngstown? Oh, that's actually that's that's not very far. I was actually thinking about that whenever you talked about whenever you uh you went there for some performance. Uh, Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio. It's not that's not super far. Okay. Yeah, oh, wait, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. I was thinking about different Youngstown. That's uh yeah, that's on the other side of <laughs> of the state. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. Cuz we have this place close to us called Youngstown Dairy and it's that's not super far. Youngstown Dairy. It's like a it's a pretty cool like ice cream spot. It's pretty popular. I'm not sure where it went. Oh yeah, I here we go. I thought I remembered lots of signs for like University of Dayton on that same trip when I went to go perform in Youngstown. Yeah, University of Dayton, uh, they're, they're still kicking. They're still doing their thing. They're actually getting kind of big, which is kind of cool to see. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're still around. Yeah, that's that's south of, like, southeast of Cleveland. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it is. That makes sense, because we did actually pass through Sandusky going back, but not on the way there. I think the people I was with sucked at navigating and everything else, but that's a different story. 
think that's back during paper maps, I'm pretty sure. Yes, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's worse. They They had fucking phones, as did I, but they were driving the cars, so I didn't ask any questions. Oh, when was this? <laughs> uh, shit, 10 years ago, 2012. Oh, okay, so that was, okay, I was thinking like 2007 for some reason. I don't know why. Ignore I remember, me. so I was on a work trip, and in 2014, we drove down to Chicago for like a work conference, and one of my coworkers was using, he's like, oh, I, I got this MapQuest app, and um, we used that for navigation, and like, we went from gurney to through um where's the ikea up there schaumburg Schomburg. yeah it was just like it took us like way the fuck out of the way oh like apple maps 1.0 wait hold up really <laughs> i'm looking at some apple maps 1.0 images Oh my god! So th- you are the listener that that Ben and I are always explaining our old man shit to. <laughs> so like when Apple Maps first came out, it like was like stranding people in like national parks and like causing people to drive into lakes and shit because oh like the map wasn't complete. <laughs> they like basically ripped off Google's map. And then, like, kind of filled in some parts. How much did they get? I wonder if Apple got sued at all. I mean, that's that's some big stuff right there. Like, I remember at least, I don't know, probably a dozen news stories back in between, like, 2000. I don't, when was that? Fucking 2009, 2013? Yeah, it must that. have been, like, the iPhone 3 or something when that when that came out and like people in like remote areas it would tell them to go like a a wrong turn and they'd end up in a place where they couldn't turn around (laughs) have fun driving backwards yeah right hope you can go reverse down a mountain oh fuck (laughs) even more backup cameras well, even worse was the uh, the Garmin GPS devices, the the standalone ones, and uh, oh god, those are terrible. And if you didn't if you didn't update the maps, and then you tried to drive around in Canada or something, it only was in like twenty percent efficiency. Like it could take you on the interstates and the highways and stuff, but other than that, you were kind of fucked. So, um, one of our friends like we took a trip through Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island and went to like upper Clements park and all that. And we got screwed a few times because of that. I remember that happening to me and my parents when we were in San Francisco, uh, they had one of those in our rental car. And <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember getting just lost somewhere. We were stuck in a loop. I'm pretty sure just constant circles. So that was that was a trip, to say the least. <laughs> I wonder if you, if your generation is ever going to have to like really deal with that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would say not that problem specifically, but in our own way, I would say yes. Well, 
I know you guys like are probably totally fucked if all the cell service ever goes out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good majority of of us would be. I mean, like, not gonna lie, uh, wife and I bought a fucking road atlas for the car the other day. Great idea. <laughs> That's that's a pro tip for you and our listeners who are of a younger age. Buy one and just learn how to read it. As, as It'll save un- your life. Unfortunately, the maps can't zoom, but uh, there, there are, are separate uh, pages those, for that. There are there are cropped maps of specific areas. Exactly. Yeah, there's a separate page. It'll tell you to go to page forty nine or whatever. You go to that shit, you'll see what you need. Anyway. <laughs> it's like, where is Waldo with your car? Actually, not too bad of a comparison. It's like, why don't I see my car on the map? <laughs> <laughs> where's Where's the blue dot? <laughs> it's like those boom. It's like those boomer memes. We're like 90% of boomer memes on Facebook. It's like, father, I can't click the book. And then it's like a dad who's like, I hate I hate my wife. I can't believe how quick that's happening to us, Ben. Not really. See, I don't feel it. You 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 bring it up a lot. I don't I don't know. You gotta get out of that headspace. That's what I was about to say. I was gonna say Ben doesn't embrace it, but you know, Zach definitely does. He's like, all right. I'm considered old man now, therefore I will embrace this these old man uh, experiences, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Well, because basically my thinking is that, like, either I can be the, the cool dude with the gray ponytail that's, like, smoking a J at the music festival, <laughs> and all the teenagers are like, ha this guy's fucking cool. Or, like, I can be fucking... Uh, what's it? Steve Buscemi, like, what's up, fellow teenagers? <laughs> Go with. I mean, obviously, shoot for the first one, but you know, you know, it's about it's about realizing your age and figuring out exactly how to perform the most efficient, like highest efficiency for that age, like kind of like all right, what is the most optimal thing I can do at my current age? And then like master that and then just focus on that. So it's, it's kind of like TikTok. I know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like kind of like, all right, what are the most optimal things I can do when I'm in my mid thirties? And then you just like focus on those things and surround yourselves with people who are at that same age or doing those same things. Like, Maybe maybe it's different because I got a gauging, so I'm able to like, you know, sneak around a little bit easier. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned, you mentioned being in your uh, th- in your thirties and surrounding yourself with that sort of thing. That, so, would riding roller coasters count? I mean, because I I mean that would I mean that's what you know a lot of everybody does, but I feel like that's something that a lot of middle age people enjoy i don't know maybe that's just yeah. me though well so here's what happens when, when you when you enter your 30s here's what you stop doing you stop wearing park shirts to the park um you stop running down the exit ramp to get re-rides 
Um, you can you stop you stop um like giving a shit about like getting there the minute the park opens. Yeah. Now caveat or not caveat, whatever. <laughs> whatever I, was, I I just can't think of the term. But anyway, my see my thing is I actually get to the park early. But then I like to leave early. So my my strategy now for parks is like, all right, I'll wake up a little early. I'll eat a healthy breakfast, get to the park before open, but only so that way you can ride the shit before the lines get long. And then you leave the park at like one and you don't come back until like six or seven. So you like go do other shit, like go do other shit in the middle of the day when the lines are long and it's hot. And then you come back at night and do night rides. Especially with ERT, if that's really, really nice. Yeah, but that's another thing is, like, I found in my 30s, like, ERT is something that doesn't even attract me to an event as much as, like, yeah, but if I go two months earlier in the season, I can just do all that shit during the day in, like, four hours. (laughs) And I don't have to be around coaster people. (laughs) I know you guys like roasting Ace. I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's an Ace thing. ERT events. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, like I like it. I still like rewriting shit. Um, like when I did the when I did the Knobles event, I think I wrote Phoenix probably like twelve, fifteen times. And it was a lot of fun. Dang. <laughs> shit, I think Ben gets way more bang for his buck out of it than I do because, like, when I go to ERT, well, I don't know. I went to. We all went to that one at Fiesta, Texas for our first meetup uh, back in 2020. And I don't know, we rode Iron Rattler like six or seven times during ERT as well as a couple others. You take what you get, you know, like um, if ERT is one hour, just it's like, all right, I only got one hour. Like, I don't want to come back. Like, I don't want to come back and wait later for this like just just get your rides in right now and don't worry about it like there are you know like there's people i mean like when i was younger it would be like all right you try to get as many rides as possible so it's like oh i'll ride it a bunch of times in the morning then i'll do ert then i'll come back the next day and get more rides on it um i don't know it's just a hassle so like uh lance you gotta tell us where's the furthest you've traveled to rent to ride a coaster so, I'll be honest with you, not very far. I mean, I guess you could say Dollywood. So, Tennessee. I mean, that's not incredibly far. I was hoping to go to Carowinds uh, this past weekend, but that got shut down because my work was like, hey, company meeting this Saturday. And I was like, darn, because I was going to leave Friday night and then just sleep in my car somewhere (laughs) and then uh go to carowinds all day saturday and then head back sunday but i'm I'm too cheap for a hotel okay (laughs) shit well okay i'll be honest with you that's something you're definitely gonna lose the spirit to have in your 30s (laughs) you'll be like at the very least i need a bed and a fucking shower (laughs) but that's a that's a bummer you lost that but Dude, Dollywood, that's fucking dope. Uh, did you get on Lightning Rod? Would you believe it or not, it was closed. <laughs> no shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's almost like that ride is open all the time, but it's 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 not. Uh, I got I got a ride on Tennessee Tornado though. Few few of those actually. That was surprisingly good. I was going into it thinking, you know, this is just gonna be another another arrow looper, but man, that was good. <laughs> Same thing with Mystery Mind. That gets a lot of crap, but I like it too. Hold on, give me one second. Uh, there's literally a brown recluse on my wall. Oh. Oh, shit. All right, so uh, Lance and I are going to give live commentary as we listen to Ben try to take care of a spider that's going to try to kill him. Sounds pretty good. I'll try try and implement my shoutcasting into this. All right, well, it sounds like Ben is uh, getting the paper towels together to try and make a valiant effort a valiant effort to uh no wait it sounds like he's bringing the dogs in to take care of it for him <laughs> wouldn't that kill the dogs okay it's all he's good. like he's like fuck them if they go down they go down <laughs> no so I, I tried to squash it with a beer can and then my dog was like and then my dog was just like, what are you doing? This must be a treat. Can I eat that? And started, like, sniffing at it. It's all good. things to try and kill it, though, with a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. You can take the boy out of the Wisconsin, but you can't take the Wisconsin out of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Ben, Rhian and I went to the Lakefront Brewery this past weekend after we went to Great America, which was a shit show. Let me tell you guys. The Great America or the brewery? Great America. I'll get to the brewery. Brewery is dope. In fact, I don't have a whole lot to say. We took the tour. The beers are great. If you're ever in Milwaukee, go to the Lakefront Brewery. We got um, Crowlers. They had a special sticker on them that said, Putin is a dick. (laughs) And it donated money to Ukrainian charities. Um, all their beer is fantastic. So again, Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee, they distribute beers all around the country. Go check them out. And if you're in Milwaukee, take the tour. Totally worth it. They give you four what they call half pours, which definitely turn out to be more than two full fucking beers. If you know what I'm saying. Um, Damn, I, I used to be, uh, used to be used- I think you used to get five beers. That's too bad. Yeah, but you still get enough where you'll get a good buzz going for the yeah. price. I mean, how much is the tour? 13 bucks. Oh, that's that's good. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's still, that's still good. Yeah. So definitely for, for what accounts to probably... I would say two and a half beers total. Plus you get the whole tour. Now, Great America. Holy shit. I saw your tweet about that. Yeah. Raging Bull was down. Goliath was one train. Um, Whirly Gig was not even a ride currently. Oh, it's like, like chairs were down. There's no chairs, there's no cover, there's no base, there's no nothing. It's a fucking pole. <laughs> it's a pole in the ground. 
<laughs> like it's normally a chair swing. Currently, it's a fucking pole. Um, the entire games gallery was closed. As were every single game in Mardi Gras. So every game, like pretty much every but two games in the park had the shutters closed. <laughs> and about half the restaurants were closed. And this was opening this was opening day, right? No. Opening oh. day happened a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd understand if it was like closing weekend or something like that, but that's kind of ridiculous. We're just getting in. I mean, we're getting into the season. I mean, we're not super far into it, but, you know, it's almost June. Seriously, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, if it was opening day, I'd give them a break. I wouldn't be shitting on them for having shit closed and whatever. Like on opening day, they had the entirety of Yankee Harbor closed. Like you just couldn't even walk through it. Right. And then they opened it, and fucking Whirly Gig is a pole. <laughs> they have V2 repainted, but it's still got the vertical velocity sign over the entrance. But on the station, there's a picture of the Flash. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got rid of a building in that area and repainted so now it's basically all just like really uncovered and sunny it's very odd but um yeah great america you gotta really pick it up y'all what were they doing all off season not preparing dc area whatever the fuck it's called I don't know if they're listening, but they should be <laughs> because holy shit. <laughs> like, goddamn. Like, it's funny to me. Ben even asked, like, is that opening weekend? No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, dude, it's probably because of Hank. He was pulling that place, the whole place together. That's possible. I mean, if the staffing shortage is this fucking bad, though, holy shit. I mean, I know we're desperate for people where I'm working currently. I mean, we've got, I think, a little over 7,000 customers, and we got six people on our team right now. (laughs) Damn. So, if uh, you guys live in Dayton, need a job. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a remote job. I'm sure. I'm sure they can make something work for you. <laughs> I like. I had this idea. I'm like, I want to have. I'm going to hold like three jobs, and then hire offshore resources in India, and then just be like a <laughs> consultant, and then just like do that. Is so that keep- you're, you're what you're thinking is essentially like taking jobs and then subcontracting them. Yeah, and then just managing all the subcontractors. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, that's, that's just pretty what, ingenious actually. Yeah, but that's actually just what but that's just what consulting is anyway. So <laughs> I just had I don't know. I mean, that's what literally what I do anyway at my job. But 
funny when you word it the way you did, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's just, pretty but, like, ingenious. But no, swear to God, though, all these people in these like tech companies that are making 200, 250K a year, they're not doing actual work. That's what people don't understand that they, they don't actually work. All they do is they hold meetings with the people who actually do the work. And most of it is done like offshore for 20 bucks an hour. Over my head. But it doesn't it doesn't have to be. That's true. You that's just true. gotta figure out a way to game the system. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's what everybody who makes a butt ton of money does found a way to game the system and now they're now they're rolling. <laughs> Yo, not just everybody who makes a butt ton of money. Some of us are just out here making uh just enough. <laughs> Who figure out how to do just enough. Not making any implications about myself or anything. Yeah, the just enough strategy is the, the key to happiness. Yo, that's what that's what uh that's what's actually making America great. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> um But that's Biden's America. <laughs> Backed by Trump's America. The two cultures have clashed. And everybody's just doing the bare minimum. America. Dude, just enough is the common ground of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if you're left or right. Everybody's doing just enough. Welcome to the your favorite politician sucks podcast. And you know what? I'll agree with that one wholeheartedly. All of them, fuck them. <laughs> we, we won't try to play sides too hard here, but certainly fuck one of them more than the other uh but <laughs> uh they all can suck a fucking nasty diseased dick one of my favorite politic comparison is and it's it can be used in many different areas is like it's like the difference between shitting your pants and shitting your pants with a diaper on <laughs> we're like depending on the situation you could say one side's like well i guess this way is better because i just have to take the diaper off i fill in my pants but then like the other part is like well but the other side is like i still yeah but then i gotta deal with this diaper and like throw it out like either way i still have to wash take a shower And that's the truth about politics. No matter what, you're going to need a shower. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, yo, you were telling us some interesting shit about how you came up. Oh, yeah. Um, Man, that's... This this actually kind of crosses lines a little bit, too. So, uh, with the whole political thing, because... No, never mind. I'm not going to dive into that because that's like deeper in their theology and all that, and it's not super important. Well, if you want, yeah, yeah, you've got the time if you want to do it. We can, but do you guys want to do it? We can go absolutely. All right, I'm down then. Sounds good to me. Because I think it's it's general. In general, it's really interesting. And let's be honest, like coaster wise, all right, knots might be getting a. A junior hyper. Yeah, we'll get that out the way. Um, Lance, do you hear anything about this? 
Uh, yes, I was on Discord. I was reading what you what was being posted. Go ahead, your thoughts, real quick. Uh, I really hope that it's. I really hope it. I not going to happen as far as a giga goes. I want a giga to happen, but if a hyper happened, I hope it's. I mean, if we get something like Mako or Diamondback, I wouldn't be sad. I'd be happy for him. I've never been to Knots. I can't really talk a whole lot on this. Yeah, because like I actually found Mako really fun. Um. So yeah, Mako is dope. So it's like if they got Mako, that's that's cool. I mean, that's if, cool. If yeah. they get something similar, that'll be great. And I'm stoked if they actually are able to get approval to get a tunnel that goes under Beach Boulevard both ways. And I know they've already got one. But how likely do you really think it is that they're going to get another one? They'd have to... <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know if this would pass as far as California goes in their rules, but imagine just driving down the highway and you see a B&M Hyper fly over the interstate i mean that'd be that'd be pretty sick (laughs) it's kind of surprising too because you would think that the like uh, whatever california dot would be like yeah you can't have like a multi-ton thing going below the highway because it's like a distraction like imagine all the imagine all the people like looking to their left and the right or like trying to take a TikTok as they're driving over and like <laughs> rear-ending people. <laughs> Yo, that's gonna be the new challenge: getting into a car accident while you're filming yourself uh, with the new Knott's coaster. <laughs> imagine all the like of- all the like high school kids like trying to be YouTubers. Uh, like driving down back and forth on that highway for like a hundred times trying to get the like the perfect shot with the timing. Yeah, but also imagine how many people won't be actually in ride in line for rides because they're trying to get that perfect shot. <laughs> hey guys, I'm here at Knott's Berry Farm. God damn it. <laughs> they turn on doop doop doop. They make a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'm here at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> I know we're talking about going under the road, but I, whenever I say going over the going over, I mean, like, imagine you have Orion's wave turn, if you want to call it that. I know some people debate about that or whatever, but and just going over the road that'd be that'd be so cool in my opinion i mean that'd be that'd be that's a fun oh, idea like an element over the road you're saying like uh, yeah yeah oh man if they had something like ravine flyer 2 oh <laughs> that'd be sick like it doesn't have to be a huge element make it just a tiny be- a bunny hill that curves just the right way over it I know we're talking about a hyper here, but just for the sake of hypothetical, hypothetically, you get an RMC and you put a zero G stall. Oh, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. It'd be interesting if B&M ever actually put a stall like that. I could see on a surf coaster, assuming those aren't standing up. Oh, my God. Jeez. What, right. what? fucking weird ring porno so... are you playing, man? <laughs> 
No, so this is kind of funny. Dan, Shockwave Dan, you just sent me a tweet. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like a... Shouts to Shockwave Dan. <laughs> it's just... It's like a um, like a Twitter... Um, like, porn star just farting. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> In yoga Perfect. pants, you know. So I think that's a perfect uh, lead-in to, uh, you know, um, you, you, Lance, were brought up around Jehovah's Witnesses? Yes. Unfortunately, but at the same time, I kind of want to say it was a cool thing, because if I wasn't raised like this, I'd have legitimately zero stories to tell whatsoever in my life. (laughs) So, like, did you ever get to distribute literature, or...? Share the good news. Good news, air quotes. If you, I mean, every Saturday morning, yeah, a few hours (laughs) from like the eight o'clock till typically 11, 1130. Well, like, what were, I guess, like, we're, what was the most awkward home knocking experience? I have a few of them. Um, okay, so. I got a few. Uh, the one that comes to mind is this is also going to kind of dive into the fact as to why I kind of choose to back off. At the time, I didn't think of it as much because I was 14 or something like that. But looking back on it, it makes sense. Um, we have we had this magazine, the Watchtower magazine, and the front cover was uh, basically asking if the Bible is true or not. And we were supposed to go, we had like a little, we had these little like presentation cards where it was like an outline for what we were kind of supposed to say. And this presentation for this magazine that we were trying to hand out to people was, do you believe the Bible is true? So you basically have, you have two answers. You have yes and you have no. And, um, and, uh, so hypothetically somebody says no to, do you think the Bible is true? Um, or yes, do you think the Bible is true? Uh, we're, we're supposed to get the same answer, which was quote some uh, scripture in Second Timothy, and that scripture in Second Timothy is essentially saying that uh, all scripture is inspired by God, and that essentially saying the Bible claiming itself is true. So hypothetically, they say no. This is a confusing. I'm explaining this poorly, but hypothetically they said, no, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe it's true. Here, let me show you this scripture from this book that you don't think is true as to why, as to explain why this book is true. It's, if that makes sense. Okay, so basically, (laughs) you're supposed to just imitate whatever they say and like, so, so like, if you went up to someone and they said they, oh, like, the I don't believe in the Bible, and you're like, me neither, and then you both go through the Bible and like prove that it's not real. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I, I'm, pro- I'm telling this horribly. I, I feel like I, I probably wait, hold on. let me, that. let me take a stab at this. Okay. It feels like if you've gotten somebody to engage, you go to this scripture as a way to continue engaging them. Yes, I didn't clarify because I'm referring to a specific magazine a long time ago that we had to, that we were trying to hand out. Um, in this case, I'll just stick with what we typically did. So you'd go up, you'd have your magazine or something. If they said no, um, 
sometimes you, you would just leave it at that depending on how they acted. And then other times you would leave a little article that left like a nice intriguing thought like, do you want to see your loved ones again? Do you want to live forever? You know, stuff that, you know, if you're a human being obviously want, I mean, who doesn't want to not die and who doesn't want to not get sick and old and all that and get rid of war and all that stuff. And so they, you kind of just leave this little, this little hook with a little bit of bait on it. And then you'd ask to come back next week and then leave a question at the end of that, if they accepted to it and then ask to come back next week. And then you would progress it into uh, what we called a Bible study. So, Basically, it's the indoctrination process to become a Jehovah's Witness, which would eventually lead to baptism, which baptism, I know a lot of churches will baptize like babies and stuff like that. Whenever you're you're baptized as a witness, um, you have to do it through your own fruition. They don't just baptize anybody. And once you're baptized, you are locked in. Well, I respect the fact that they wait till people are old enough to have their own say in the matter. Well, that's, that's the thing. Sure. They they don't. They encourage like kids as young as seven to to get baptized <laughs> if they're born oh, into it. Whoa. Okay. Well, never mind. So uh, and, too soon. But oh, what sorry, happens if like so like you said like you're hooked in? Is it uh is that is the church? known to be really uh i guess like predatory with like you know having that like guilt over you or that i don't know what you call it that like hook on you so is it as simple as like you just stop showing up yeah absolutely so i mean like do people ever like look for you or try to like contact you if you just like stop paying like because what's the um do you have to pay like a part of your income and all that no it's free um, typically if you stop showing up, uh, they try and get you to make friends only within the church because one of their big teachings is that, um, they basically try and isolate you from the outside world if possible. You know, they encourage you to only make friends in the church and only hang out with people in the church because everybody outside is evil and bad association and is just going to turn you to the dark side. Essentially, that's not their official terminology, but just for a little Star Wars reference in there, I guess. Um, So that once you're locked in, if you get any sort of doubt and want to leave, you got nobody on the outside to you know, help you out or talk to you through things like, no, come back, come back to this religion, come back. It's okay. It's fine. So what, what has your life been like since you decided to not be a participant? So there's, I, I feel like I've gone about this, explaining this whole thing pretty poorly, but, um, if you want to leave being a Jehovah's Witness, um, they basically have you hooked on, like I was talking about earlier, with you know your friends, your family, um, that sort of thing. And if you try to leave, they'll try and hang that over you just to tempt you to stay. And if you decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to leave anyways, um, they have this thing called uh, being disfellowshipped or DF'd, however you want to say it. And um, if you are disfellowshipped, uh, anybody that was your friend, uh, family, or just anybody that is a witness is 
and I'm not exaggerating here, quite literally not allowed to talk to you. So wow. just straight up cut off shunning sort of thing if you decide to leave. So have you been in contact with your parents? I'm kind of walking the border right now. To get disfellowship, you have to do something which is considered a sin, such as uh, premarital sex or uh, smoking or being drunk or that sort of thing. They have I don't to be... think being on this podcast is going to help you there. <laughs> like I said, no Jehovah's Witnesses would be listening to this podcast in the first place. <laughs> or if they did, they are very heavily on the edge of leaving. Um uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> um, so you're you're still in touch with your parents as oh, of yes. right now? Yes. So I haven't been officially disfellowshipped. So a lot of my friends and stuff that I used to hang out with and grew up with, they've uh, to be fair, I've kind of cut off as well, just because I don't want them to be constantly pushing their religion on me. But um, I'm still in contact with my parents. But everybody besides them is. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I actually ran into uh, one of my good friends that, or one of my friends that was a good friend when I was a witness at uh, Kings Island the other day, and we like briefly talked. But you could tell he was, you could tell he was nervous to talk to me because he's not supposed to. Whenever you're, whenever you're a witness, you know they tell you the whole. Uh, you know, outside world is bad type thing. Only mingle within the con- uh, within the congregation or the church, whatever you want to call it. So it creates this, uh, you know, black and white image of people. And once you get that stain of being in the outside world on you, you become you become evil, or <laughs> basically to them. They don't want anything to do with you. They'll acknowledge your presence if you run into them in person, but besides that, it's yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's intense, man. And I kind of talked about this earlier, but it's kind of why I like uh, theme parks and such because uh, whenever you're a witness, you're you're always doing something that has to do with the church. You have church on Sunday, you have church on Thursday or Tuesday, depending on uh, which congregation or church you're in. Uh, You have door knocking on Saturday on the day that you're not doing church during the middle of the week. So either Thursday or Tuesday, you're also studying for uh, that next Sunday and for (laughs) the other midweek meeting. So it's a constant cycle of always having something to do within, within the church. And Amusement parks were an escape for me. I didn't have to be a witness. I could be Lance. <laughs> well, like, uh, was there an age where you kind of, uh, where like you had like, I don't know, like, I guess like a realization or epiphany of that it wasn't for you and that you wanted to leave like that? I guess it's probably a super long process with like a bunch of different events, but like, I don't know. Was there like a like a really like meaningful one or uh, I don't know memorable? For me, it's whenever it was. I was like just turning seventeen, and um, I kind of realized based off of I had some friends that we played. Uh, we played a lot of games online together, and 
they just kind of threw me under the bus. Didn't want to talk to me anymore because um, we got into some arguments or whatever and things just didn't work out. So I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And I did a little, we did, I did something we're not supposed to do. Uh, you are not supposed to research Jehovah's Witnesses outside of what they give you, which is very cult like. <laughs> um, so hypothetically, you want to study something about uh, your faith as a witness. Hypoth- uh, let's say I'm a witness and I want to study about uh, some scripture that I see. I have to go to the Jehovah's Witness website to study about it. I can't go to any other website on Google or any whatever browser you use. Um, strictly that website. And if you do, then you can get in some real deep trouble, especially if you're looking up stuff about the religion. And that's what I ended up doing and is the reason why I left. Because if you do more research into it, uh, witness leadership claims that they are like a direct message from God, you know, that they make the rules and all that. So, and there's a scripture that says that God doesn't change and that God doesn't lie. And if you go back into witness teachings, there is multiple times where they have changed what they believe and what is true and what is okay and what is not okay. So if that were true, if they were, you know, if they're God's mouthpiece on earth and God doesn't lie and doesn't change, then you're disproving yourself, (laughs) if that makes sense. Again, I'm poorly explaining this, but... I I think I really know what you're getting at. Like, how how does that leave you feeling as someone who was brought up around not just the church, but God? Like, are you questioning what all of that means? Or is it more of just like, you know, questioning towards the, the church's philosophies and teachings? It more so gives you a better perspective on religion in general because you can take a look at religions and okay, I want to preface this real quick. I don't want I don't mean this as a attack or to try and downplay anybody who believes in God or religion. I'm just giving my views on it. Um, I don't want to disrespect anybody in here who does believe that. But um it just gives me a better perspective on religion in general, not just witnesses, and lets me take a more critical and non-biased look at things. Because whenever you're a witness, you're you have bias. You're you just give things the benefit of the doubt. But if you don't do that and you look at things realistically, it's like, huh, this doesn't make sense. This isn't okay. And then that just broke it for me and i'm like all right and and the fact that there's so many correlations between witnesses and uh cults <laughs> kind of scared me <laughs> not gonna lie um so yeah that's yeah <laughs> yeah cults are uh terrifying especially like i mean we've talked about scientology before but that's like a <laughs> You know, well, also, not to mention, it's a really, really fine line between religion and cult. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like cult is almost like a, it's like an attribute of, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I would say that thin line. Yeah, fine line, and neither of us are going to say, you know, that any particular one lies on one side or another, but it certainly is a very, very fine line to walk. Yeah. I... I feel comfortable talking about this just because I feel like I've experienced it. And also, I know for a fact that if <laughs> if another witness is listening to this podcast, <laughs> they're probably not a witness. Um, well, yeah, we're like... certainly we're certainly not showing up on the official Jehovah's Witness website for any reason. <laughs> maybe there's like uh, a how about however however you got to think about maybe there's like. Um someone who is a witness but they're they're trying to like plan their uh their way out and so they're like they hear this episode and they're like oh man i gotta get out hopefully that does that'd be that'd be really really cool to hear about that um if anybody is in that spot i know reddit doesn't get really a good rap but if you want something that's cathartic r slash (laughs) xjw good place if you want some good stories about people getting out anyways um i was gonna say well, that's it's it's good of you to share any resources you know of just in case this does reach anybody that might find help in what you're saying i feel like it's how do i explain this i feel like a lot of people don't realize that this is a I don't want to like seem like I'm blowing myself up either how realize what a big deal this is because you are taught from a very young age that if you are not part of this religion um, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in hell or anything by the way um, that you're going to die in Armageddon that God is going to kill you and they pictures of fire and destruction upon upon everybody that isn't a witness so not only do you have your friends and family hanging over you but just that belief um whether you were raised in this religion or brought into it through door knocking which yes does work sometimes unfortunately um but that's just held over your head the entire time and Whenever you're a witness, you genuinely, genuinely believe that. So trying to leave that, it can be tough for a lot of people. And I I get it, if that makes sense. So not to mention all the other messed up stuff they have, like pedophiles and uh, covering covering up sexual abuse and that sort of thing. Right. One thing. Um, so, like, I guess I'm curious. Have you ever had someone – was it – I guess, like, was it rewarding to to get somebody in when you talk to them? Um, yes, that is the whole goal. Like, kind of Uh, praised by the church, or was there kind of like a celebration uh, type of mentality when you got somebody in? Yes, they wouldn't, like, officially do anything, but you would get, like, a bunch of compliments, and everybody would be so happy for you and so proud of you and all that, and... That's pretty much the extent of it. I've never gotten anybody in. I've gotten... Oh, sorry. had some air in my throat there. Uh, but I've gotten close, so... <laughs> I'm glad I did it! <laughs> so, do well, they do you ever a... want... 
Do you have a? Go ahead, Ben. Do you have a? I mean, is do you have like a crazy story, like a like a one that was really vivid? Um, that's the thing. A lot of the stories are not like insanely, insanely crazy because it it's designed to blend with reality ever so slowly. <laughs> You're supposed to just slowly slowly accept things and roll into things until you you know until you're just one of jehovah's witnesses and only until you start doing research on uh on their past that they don't mention or uh stories that have come up or people who have straight up killed themselves because they've been shunned by their their friends and family and that sort of thing that it really starts to click of how messed up psychologically that this religion does <laughs> or how messed up psychologically some people get from this religion. Yeah. It's like they figured out maybe playing hard to get is the best way. Yeah. Hard to get in and hard to leave. <laughs> so, like, I guess I got kind of a two part question here. Okay. Like, did you go to like public school or do they have like a separate kind of school? I went to public school, but um, you are very, very pushed outside. So no birthdays, obviously. So you can't celebrate anybody's birthday whenever uh, little Timmy brings in cookies for his in second grade. Um, can't celebrate your own birthday. Thankfully, mine was in July, so I didn't have to worry about that whenever I was... Uh, a witness no holidays um i remember vividly having to sit out in the hall during like christmas stuff during school <laughs> um <gasps> you know oh wow sorry that that brought back a weird memory because i remember there was like two situations where i remember kids doing that and i didn't understand it but like in like grade school like fourth grade fifth grade mm-hmm no, that's crazy. Like, I, I haven't thought of that a lot, like so long. That's so crazy, yeah. And then the other thing was, which was probably the hardest part, was uh, your school was supposed to be your preaching territory. So witnesses have what they call territories. So they, so say you have a church in a city. So uh, since I'm in the Dayton area, I'll just use Dayton. Say you have a church in Dayton. Uh, they have they take little sections of Dayton and turn it into territories that you know that multiple people will go into and they'll preach. Your school was supposed to be your territory, so you well, had to do your best to preach to your 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 friends air quotes friends because you couldn't really build a whole lot of relationships with them. Your friends, your teachers, your principal, whoever, and do your very best to <laughs> tell them I am a Jehovah's Witness and here is why you should join. <laughs> damn, damn, they want you recruiting when you're in like kindergarten. The younger, the better. They'll send like little kids to the door and be like, "Here's here's a little piece of paper that, with some with a scripture on it," and you know, they they love little kids, and it's like, "Oh, so cute, thank you." So, all right, any- so I I gotta ask this. Okay, what what page do they get people? What do you mean? <laughs> like, if you're reading the book, what page is it where people go? 
Okay, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> um, is it like one. 152 or is it like? No, it's they try to get you from page one. They give you all like the nice flowery stuff on the surface, and then they'll slowly drop the hard to swallow stuff um, throughout studying, so that you know it's not just all at once. Um, so at the beginning, we'll tell people you can live forever. You can see, you can see your dead grandma or whoever again. You can, uh, you know, if you're in a wheelchair, you'll be able to walk. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You'll be, uh, you'll be 20 for millions of years <laughs> in the future. So you tell them that right off the start, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to, I want to join this. I want to be a part of this." And you know, that genuinely gets some some people and then you slowly drop the stuff that's you know a bit harder to swallow like the you know the fact that anybody who is not a jehovah's witness which is according to witness theology is about 99 percent of the population since there's only 8 million witnesses which is so essentially we're preaching mass we were preaching mass genocide um oh wow so there's, uh, there's eight. Wait, okay. So there's eight million witnesses in the U.S. in the world. Oh, okay. Oh, is, whoa. Is it uh, how like where? What other countries does it exist? I mean, like, is it? Uh, well, considering considering jw.org which is their like main website is the most translated website in the world and i'm not saying by like actual bots they do it by hand i'm not saying to like upsell this or anything this is actual facts um how many countries are there i don't know a good majority of them (laughs) do they send people around the world Yes, absolutely. Uh, into areas where there's not witnesses, they tried and they try to recruit people, and especially poor areas as well. They try to get people in and build congregations there, um, just to get as many people as they can into this this religion. <laughs> so, at what point does tithing come into play? Tithe. I'll be honest. I need to look up what that means. I don't remember. <laughs> I um, that word you know, forever. like giving giving to God from what you have, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no. That's another sell point. Is that uh, they're like, oh yeah, we don't pass the collection plate around or anything like that. It's all through voluntary donation. Um, so okay, basically, so, yeah, that's a plus. Um, I could see honestly, like I could see that being like a selling point. Yeah, how yeah, does could, it work? They, you just there's a little box in the back of most uh, of the churches or congregation kingdom halls, whatever you want to call them, and then you could just slip money in there. And then they also have an online service where you can just send them money. <laughs> um, you can have a recurring monthly payment if you really want to. I oversaw my parents one time doing their thing. They have a recurring monthly payment of two hundred dollars, but just just sent to them, <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting. But um, so, what was what was like your family's relationship with like your local spiritual leader? Like, there's no one set pastor. Um, there's this thing called the body of elders. So it's a, bu- it's a bunch of guys because women can't be, have any sort of position, obviously like most religions. And, um, 
they they basically are the head of that of that church specifically and then above them is a circuit overseer which oversees like a circuit of congregations and then there's a branch overseer which oversees an even larger area and then there's a governing body which is like the head honchos up in new york and uh and their multi-million dollar facility um are those the guys that get to wear like a special jacket or jewelry or something no they try to they try to make themselves as normal with the rest of the witnesses as possible um they they don't try to upsell themselves whenever they're out in public uh they're trying to make they're trying to make it seem as humble as possible when in in reality that is far from the truth (laughs) um i got off topic uh relationship with uh local people um our relationship and, and is really no, feel good. Free to, feel free to just explain as, as you see fit, man. But yeah, our relationship with the local people was, I mean, it was good. Again, they try to make all of their, all of their leaders equal, um, or obviously that positions of power, but they try to make them seem equal with everybody else. And so they'll spend time, they'd spend time with us. They'd hang out with us. Um, you know, they made it seem like they were normal, just regular Jehovah's Witnesses who didn't have any uh, position whatsoever. So um, it, it was pretty good. And I guess that's also kind of part of it in a way because oh, was that? I, no, the fan's not going. I thought I heard the fan going. Anyways, um, gosh, what was I saying? Yes, um, they were trying to, you know, just make it a they want to make it a family community type environment, which is it makes you feel like you're a part of something and it makes you feel like you're doing good. You know, who doesn't want to, you know, be, who, who doesn't want that, you know, have a, have a family that isn't really your family and, you know, feel like you're doing something good, doing something to better the world. And that's what they, that's what they teach you. They're telling you, this is what you're doing here is good. That's what they teach you from the very beginning. <laughs> so um, I was kind of curious, what is the, TLDR of uh, I guess like the literature or this like the whole story and like its relation with Christianity. So like, what's their thoughts on? Explain that one more time. Sorry, I've... like um, I guess like uh, like what the Bible represents in Christianity and sort of like what the the book teaches. Like, what is like for Jehovah for for Jehovah Jehovah's Witness? Like, what's the I guess like the whole story. Like, is there like a summarized story of like what they're trying to teach you? Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, you have the basic Adam and Eve story. They believe that there's only, they don't believe the Trinity. They believe that there's only one, one God named Jehovah, obviously. And, um, they believe everything that Jesus, that Jesus supposedly did on earth was true. And basically just trying to use morals from the Bible to justify not only how they act in the religion, but also how to act just in, in general. And I'll be honest, there's, there's some things they teach that aren't bad, like, you know, respecting your parents, respecting your elders, you know, basic stuff like that. Uh, not being an absolute jerk to people, um, you know, stuff like that, obviously I can get behind, but it's whenever you really dig into things that uh, it starts to get a little hazy. 
and there's there's no like one set story uh, besides the facts that uh, they believe here in the near future uh, Jehovah is going to bring about Armageddon and destroy all the wickedness in the world that Satan or the devil is causing, and then uh, everybody who's not a witness is dead. <laughs> that seems wow. to be like the hook on a lot of religions. It's like, yeah, if you're not part of us, you're dead. Yeah. It kind of yeah, makes you it... question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please go ahead. No, I was feel free. <laughs> well, I guess I'm wondering, like, <clears throat> knowing that I guess you're kind of on the other side of it. Do you, where, where do you feel religion fits in your life now? As a memory in the past, I. <laughs> that's all, I mean. That's all I really gotta say. Believe what you want to believe and do what you want to do. It's just not for me. I feel like now that I've gone through the process of something that I grew up in, I went to <laughs> Jehovah's Witness Church or meetings as they call it since I was, you know, since I can remember. And that's not something I want to reassociate myself with in any sort of religion. And once you, and once you really do research into something and give it a more critical look, I can do that with pretty much any religion in that case, which is personally why I choose not to <laughs> believe in it. But again, for anybody who does, I don't want to, you know, make make you feel like I'm poking fun at you or saying what you believe isn't true. Because frankly, I'll be honest, I don't think I don't think anybody can know. But that's just me. Well, to borrow a phrase, Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I I grew up uh, around Christian stuff, which uh, is not quite as overt as uh, Jehovah's Witnesses as it sounds like to me. But still, at a certain point, I realized, like, uh, if you ask the right questions, you're never going to get an answer. So you kind of just go, oh, well, I don't really know about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's why, I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses consider themselves Christian but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Ask the right questions and if you get an answer that seems kind of just half-assed or something like that and they don't really have any way of explaining it and it's something that's you know genuine and something that should be explained or answered, that's when you start to question stuff. Totally. Now, I mean, I do understand that there's definitely people in this world who are fine with never asking any questions at all at all. You know, that's just yeah. at all. Like, how did you say that? <laughs> I, I was eating a chip and it came out very weird. Um, almost like I was from Canada or something. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I, uh, I get it, but it's certainly fascinating to hear this coming from your end of things. So, like, how is it that you, like, you were able to go to, like, theme parks as a kid and stuff? Was it not until you 
like left the church that you were able to like find out about your like theme parks on the internet or whatever it wasn't that restricted um i've always been interested in roller coasters and uh i'm gonna back up a little bit things that are not allowed by jehovah's witnesses uh magic uh spiritism uh anything to do with demons or you know elves that sort of thing elves magic whatever stuff that isn't real the mystical sort of things that's not allowed um violence is not allowed so consider roller coasters was something to get me away from that and was allowed by the religion (laughs) um I was allowed to go. My parents took me. We went like once, once a year, twice if it was, if it was a really good year. And um, I don't know, man. Just something that something clicked. It, it was something that I could latch on to, and something to get away mentally. I know that sounds like really like sob, like sob story type thing, but I'm just being honest with you, man. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like. I guess I'm also really curious about like, do they, does the church encourage its members to go to like colleges? Oh, I forgot to mention that they are very, very, very anti, uh, extra, extra education, just education in general. Um, they encourage homeschooling. They heavily discourage, um, college because, uh, according to them, I, I can't quote them exactly, but according to them, it'll teach you things that aren't true. It'll teach you evolution, which they don't believe in, obviously. And um, give it, it, basically, they don't want you to have outside views. <laughs> um, they want you to get a job that you, they want you to get a part time job, spend 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 all your free time in the ministry, and, and just dedicate your life to the religion, preaching and giving them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. I'll put this one out there just in case anyone is listening that might be in a <laughs> wrong place. Um, if anything ever is telling you that listening to an alternative viewpoint and not letting the challenge reaffirm your belief is wrong, then whatever is telling you that is wrong. Yes. (laughs) You've worded that perfectly because what's also funny is they'll tell you to question your beliefs. They'll tell you to do research and prove your beliefs to yourself, but you can only use information that they give you to do that. So it's like, <laughs> that is, that, that, that is, that's cult like. I don't know what else to say besides that. I mean, if it can't stand up to the smell test amongst the general public, then there's probably an issue. <laughs> well, the, um, the evolution thing was interesting because I remember in high school getting Jehovah's Witness uh, pamphlets a few times. And I remember one was really memorable because it was like trying to disprove evolution. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, try this, take an empty garbage can and put it in your, in your garage and wait and see if a Mercedes evolves. It's like something. 
<laughs> Something can't evolve from nothing. And that was it. It was like two sentences. We have, we're having this super deep conversation about religion. And it just, <laughs> that was perfect. Yo, but that's kind of proof. That but that's the real. Jehovah's that's... Witnesses are going to outlive us all because they're going to have a Facebook ad <laughs> that's like, <laughs> if you think evolution is real, how come diamonds aren't on your wrist right now, player? What was crazy? Jehovah's was Witnesses. Like, I, I, I wanted, like, in my mind, I was like, like, now thinking about it, like, wouldn't that be so funny if that was, like, just people handing out, like, funny, like bullshit pamphlets but the thing is like that was probably it was was real like i remember it being real i believe it too i don't remember everything because that was i was probably really young whenever that happened but still (laughs) is there um i want to say i got a little book of jehovah like it was like a like not a mini bible but it was like you know what i mean was that a thing? I kind of what you're talking about. We have we had so many, so many things that we passed out. We had the Watchtower magazine, the Awake magazine. Um, we had a few books, but we didn't really pass those out because those are expensive to produce. Um, there's a my book of Bible stories for like little kids. Um, is is there? Is it all based off of like the n- New King James or? New International Version Bible, or is it? Is there a separate like Bible? They have their own version called the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures, which um, not only is called by most Bible scholars to be a false uh, translation, but um, basically what they claim to have done is gone through and made stuff that is hard to understand more understandable in you know in our modern english which which you know you know good on them for attempting that but at the same time that also allows them to put their own stuff in there (laughs) they didn't change any of the scriptures but they also reworded them so that they work for their for their line of view well also i was gonna say if even the bible scholars (laughs) are finding issue with it do you guys know the most uh, like Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness population like numbers by state and like the ranking? What do you think the number one? Know. state? Do you know what the number one state is? Or Zach, do you know probably Cal. What was probably that? New York or California? Uh, probably New York or California. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, Zach, do you have an idea? Uh New York or California seems like a good bet, but I'm going to go, I don't know, maybe Utah. They were just influenced by the Mormons and decided to go with them. I mean, it's close. Uh, yeah, Wyoming is Wyoming is 3% identifying, um, with number two being Washington at 2%. So it's a pretty big, like, I mean, Wyoming has a really small population. But believe it or not, West Virginia is the lowest, and Utah is the fourth lowest. 
it's kind of ironic because um, we did this thing called unassigned territory whenever I was a witness. So basically, they would send you to another state or really far away in your current state, and uh, you would just go there and preach because we wouldn't be able because witnesses wouldn't be able to get there just because of how much land they had to cover and west virginia we got sent there a lot to try and preach to people <laughs> Interesting. yeah west virginia seems like it would be high i guess but i guess not like mountain people aren't really super religious yeah they seem less into god and more into get the fuck off of my property <laughs> You got Bob rolling up with the 12 gauge. I'll make you see Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Look inside, you might see him. <laughs> that could be taken so out of context. <laughs> so, like. I take it you're doing pretty solidly adjusting to uh, secular life, I guess you would call it. Yeah, I mean, um, HVAC work is not for <laughs> not for witnesses because most because, you know, you're working. Sometimes you have short days, but a good majority of the time you wouldn't be able to make their churches and all their extracurricular stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm adjusting pretty well. Making making decent money and supporting myself, and I'd say life is pretty good. Well, that's good. That's that's awesome, man. I'm super happy to hear that because it's just not. It's just really just not easy to escape um, all of that shit. I always kind of had this i not more like a thought uh, in the back of my head like i don't want to do this type thing even though i genuinely believed it at the time whenever i was whenever i thought that there was always that voice like i don't want to do this i just want to do my own thing (laughs) and it never went away and i listened to it and i don't regret it yeah i think that's um, incredible yeah, and that feeling is probably really familiar for a lot of people. I, that's a, I think that's like a pretty uh, something people can relate with. Absolutely, I know that's the way I felt when I was a kid. But like I said, I wasn't in. I, I was in the Christian church, which is not quite as uh, ov- overt about it as Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, but same thing of like. I, I guess I kind of feel this way, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, Christian. No matter what Christian denomination you're from, I mean, leaving something that you either genuinely believed or grew up in, and mix of the two, whatever. Um, you know, that's still hard to leave, no matter what religion you come from. Because it's a huge change of lifestyle, and things that weren't okay are suddenly okay, and it's like, wow, I I can, I have more freedom. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it opens up a lot of options, certainly. 
I mean, was there is there ever like a, a weird adjustment to where you're doing something that you have the freedom for now and you almost feel guilty about it? Like, or 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 do you reach a point to where you like flip so far, like, kind of into your new self that that doesn't matter? To where it's like, no, I, like that is way in the past. It's gonna sound really dumb, but but. And but violent video games of all things <laughs> like I would be scared out of my mind if I were to like play that as a witness and now I could just care less like for example uh, GTA 5 you know that, I find that pretty fun if I were to play that whenever I live with my parents and I was a witness I would be shaking just because of how scared I was we were taught that media like that whether it's movies books um, video games can let demons into your house. So, <laughs> oh shit! They need to make a yeah. movie about that. I mean, Isn't that what that? Uh, what's that one movie where that like little girl with the black hair cl- crawls out of the TV or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, like, the ring. That poltergeist. Oh wait, yeah, I mean, ring was like the that. one. Yeah, ring was the one where she crawls out of the TV. Well, actually, I think they both do. Oh yeah, you're right. Like poltergeist, they went like into another dimension or something, and then came out of the TV. I've never seen either, so I don't know. And, the, and then like the, the one like the priest lady or whatever, she's like, "This house yeah. is pure." <laughs> and the, yeah, the house is like totally <laughs> fucked up, and like it's just destroyed. <laughs> I'm sure none of that was allowed in your religion. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there were very few air quotes horror movies that were allowed. Alien stuff was like allowed to walk the line, but only so far. Um, so what'd you guys do for Halloween? We didn't. <laughs> we sat inside with the lights off. So like, <laughs> if, did you ever get to go to like, Halloween weekends or whatever it's called haunt or whatever last last year was the first time i've ever been to haunt at king's island so i'm hoping to so go see your points th- this year what'd you think dude i i'm not a huge it was it was a lot of fun but i'm also not a huge person when it comes to scary things i've kind of i've kind of gotten used to it too but um it was a lot of fun man <laughs> you go back to the park in the spring and it's like huh the park's kind of dull <laughs> But it was it was a lot of fun. I I really I'm I'm definitely going back. I can tell you that. Um, what else? Oh, do you want to hear something really dumb? Go ahead, please. On the on the topic of Halloween, uh, until about there, there were some witnesses that did it, obviously. But my parents were not okay with me writing Banshee just because of the theme for the longest time. I'm not even kidding. It's like, but mom, I need that credit. <laughs> so like, would they just kind of like walk you by it in the park? It's like, yeah. keep moving. <laughs> Basically, my dad, he's he's super into it. Um, whenever they were building it and they were like teasing it, they had signs up on the construction fence talking about paranormal activity. And um, they didn't want me looking over in that direction. It was super, super weird. But like we were walking to the bat, and they just didn't want me looking over there because there's oh, there's demons over there, guys. <laughs> oh damn! 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the church anti gay? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not surprised. Um, they they're under the belief that that's something that you can just change. <laughs> like like oh yeah you you can just stop being gay or lesbian or just any sort of thing of that nature. Makes sense. Much in the same way you can just snap your fingers and have a complete outfit change. <laughs> Every gay is fantasy. If if you are, they say they're accepting of everybody, but if you want to be a part of uh, the religion, you can't. Um, oh, by the way, the little and this and it's the your favorite coaster sucks podcast it's fine uh masturbation that sort of stuff wasn't allowed whatsoever uh at all you're not allowed to do that stuff until you're married um oh but you could still jerk off you just have only when you're married no no you as in you can't even do anything until you're with your wife because you're not allowed to marry as another another guy obviously and uh if you're gay then uh, have fun just try your best <laughs> So you're allowed to it's like no 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 we're allowing you to be gay you just can't have sex with men yeah or do anything of that sort <laughs> you can be gay just don't try to like be physical yeah you can't you're not allowed to pleasure yourself in any sort of way whatsoever you can think about it but it stops there <laughs> <laughs> even thinking about it was considered a sin so that must have you made can it. Think about it, but try not to. <laughs> that must have made it like way more thrilling, though, in a way, or like I guess like I a, mean, appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like knowing like if I was put in that situation as a kid, I was like definitely thrill seeker, pushing the, you know, constantly trying to like push, like the envelope. Like I, I probably would have that probably would have developed as like a thrill scene. like man oh man that was so thrilling because i'm not supposed to do it yeah yeah i kind of i kind of did that i mean whenever you, you know you know you're you're a teenager and you expect <laughs> and you expect teenagers not to do anything whatsoever you're you're asking a lot <laughs> see i think as a religion the, the a good way to spin it would be like you can only do it but you have to imagine your like future wife and procreation Think about Jesus giving you the gift of life. See, I think if you just made your like personification of Jesus look really ugly, and then you just said, Yeah, you can do it, but you have to look at Jesus. There's always there's always three people in the bedroom, you, your wife, and Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and before before your wife or husband gets there, because of course any good religion won't allow any kind of homosexuality. We all know that. Um <laughs> Jesus has to be watching the entire time, facing you from both the side and above. <laughs> gotta say amen at the end of it <laughs> right yeah and and you have to feel ashamed <laughs> what if i what if i'm married 
you still must feel ashamed. <laughs> not not the same exact thing, but uh, I briefly had a fling with a guy in Salt Lake City who was uh, Mormon. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about magic underwear and how... <laughs> what? <laughs> so magic underwear is like a garment you wear. It's like a top. It's like a one-piece like short sleeve short it's like a, it's like underwear that covers your whole body like covers your it makes your you know your your junk more private or less accessible <laughs> yeah um but all it did was basically like turn it into like a kink for people <laughs> it just became this like association of like yeah when i wear this absolutely hideous like one piece underwear garment you know I don't know about the kink part, but Ben's totally not lying about the Mormon magic underwear thing. I, I believe him. I I didn't have a doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look this up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Mormons also do this thing called soaking, apparently. Oh, yeah. Which, to avoid um, not... To avoid breaking being virgins, which bullshit this is totally losing your virginity they just put it in and let it sit there and don't move what <laughs> yeah exactly what that's 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 <laughs> yeah right which which accounts for a lot of pregnancy because, duh, a fucking corset does. Right. Why, why wouldn't it? let it sit there until past the point at which you're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> and not know any butter because you've never done it before. <laughs> like, huh. I don't know. I felt really good about two minutes ago. And now it's just like kind of getting small. I don't know what's happening. And cut to one semester later. Hey, I'm going to do online classes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about, you know, we talked a lot about Jehovah's Witnesses, and now we're talking about Mormons. I mean, would you consider, what would you consider a roller coaster religion or cults? Um, Ace. One hundred percent. I was trying to set you guys up for that, and that worked uh, ab- absolutely Perfect. amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've ever been to one of their off-season events, that's essentially a church service. I have not been <laughs> with like uh, with catered lunch. <laughs> yeah, basically it's like hot dogs, hot dog buns. Uh, Heinz ketchup, a bag of Lay's, <laughs> a local a local mass production bakery chocolate chip cookie, and it's relish. like maybe like a, a fruit chai with like slices of pineapple and strawberries if you're lucky. <laughs> the celery that nobody eats out of the vegetable one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's basically if you've ever been to um. 
a church's what they call at least in the um non-denominational christian sect uh a men's conference that sounds somewhat familiar wait what's a men's conference it, it they have them under women's conferences as well as well but we're talking about a coaster enthusiast event, so we'll be honest here. <laughs> um, <laughs> a men's conference is basically where all men from the church get together and read scripture and go, yeah, my brother, that was pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, um, <laughs> Here, let me ask for permission to say this. Can I talk about that? Can I talk about your dad? What? Can I talk about your dad? What about about his church stuff? We're, we're we're kind of talking about that right now. If that's okay with you. <laughs> okay, so my my girlfriend's dad, he goes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> he goes to those men's groups. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. I didn't know. I didn't know what really went on there, but now I now I know. <laughs> yeah, they all just read scripture. I went to two of them once, uh, and it's basically all just married dudes going, "Yeah, the scripture's still right about being married." <laughs> and I was a teenager, so I was like, "Sure." <laughs> God damn. Women be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Bible is incredibly sexist. So, <laughs> I mean, let it be known that all women should wear hats and whatever else, and that they're sub- in what is it subordinate? I think that's the right word. Subordinate to men, I think, is what they. Uh, I think is what it says, or something along those lines. If I'm using the correct wording. Yeah, that's a pretty... There's a lot of crazy shit. I always saw a lot of that when I was a kid. Like, when I would go to other friends' parents' house, and you'd see some of that, like, especially religious people. That was always pretty wild. The whole, like... So... Or, yeah, never mind. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. If you've got a good... A good, um... Well, it's not that it... Crazy religious sexist story, I don't want (laughs) to stop you. No, I, I just remember as a kid, we went up to my friend's cabin and the guy was driving or the, guy, the dad was driving and he kept like demanding the wife to like grab a cookie out of this container and put it <laughs> in his mouth like while he was driving. <laughs> <laughs> was it like... Was it like homemade stuff or was it just like something you buy at Walmart for like five bucks? Yeah, it was like a Walmart container. (laughs) That's even worse. You could have been like, oh, honey, your cooking is so good. Can you just, can you just, I'm too busy driving right now. Can you give me one of those cookies? No. Honey, get me the Walmart cookies. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just picturing like, Barb, open up the glove box. Yeah, can, can you grab a Chips Ahoy? <laughs> Actually, can you make that too? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and slide them in. 
That's good. Now, chew, chew the bottom jaw for me. <laughs> oh, so, gosh. <laughs> I gotta wonder, though, since you mentioned being a Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. we had a guest quite a while back. Uh, Lukey94 shouts to Luke. And very, very briefly, we had talked about religion, strangely. Mm-hmm. Not the first time religion's come up on this podcast. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> I've been slowly listening like through every episode, and it's getting older and older as I, as I go through. Okay, yeah, well, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a lull. There's some lull episodes where, like, Shit was just busy. Yeah. Quit, quit downplaying us, Ben. We've done some good work. Projecting, my own, I mean, projecting over, my own lack of uh, work. I mean, hey, over 100 episodes. That's, I mean, round of applause right there. That's that's pretty dang good. Hey, if, if we could stick around being assholes for this long, then anyone can do it. So, uh, um, Lukey94 was on... And he had mentioned that when he um, he's from England and when he was visiting America on like a visa, that was the first time he had ever encountered Jehovah's Witnesses. Really? Hmm. And he said he made a joke (laughs) that, you know, he thought it would be a perfect solution to have a Jehovah's Witness roller coaster called the Jehovah coaster. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. Has this ever been pitched? Um, not that I'm aware of, but as as far as I can tell, um it would just be it would just be straight track because that's all you can be in as a witness. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's one. Just, it's just. It's just launch. a tunnel. <laughs> Straight track in a tunnel. <laughs> it's uh, it it's the longest. It's the longest launch coaster in the world. But um, you enter you enter in through the station that's completely enclosed. The entire coaster is enclosed, and then the entire exit is enclosed because that's life as being a Jehovah's Witness enclosed and uh, and, and straight. It's <laughs> <laughs> dark. But yeah, I mean it's true though. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Damn, well I wasn't I wasn't quite intending a setup so perfect for you. <laughs> but holy shit, you knocked it out of the park with that one. Appreciate it. I, I've actually kind of thought about that at one point as like a joke and then just totally forgot and then you activated some deep memory in my head. So thank you for that. Well, if you ever find yourself doing stand-up, there's your start, man. For sure. I'm sure you'd have some fucking gold material coming from being a Jehovah's Witness. I found this comedy skit the other day. Um, gosh, I forgot who made it about religion. It was really, really good. I recommend anybody listen to it, because whether you're religious or not, it's it's, 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 it's pretty good. Uh, 
let me look it up real quick. Feel free to yeah, do whatever. I'll, I'll give me a second to look this up. Now I feel like we're gonna have to put some sort of disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, George Carlin, religion is bullshit. <laughs> oh my god, yes, George Carlin from, is incredible. From 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he that was he knocked it. He did amazing there. Yes, George Carlin and all of his takes as a bitter old man <laughs> are incredible. That's, see, that's what I was saying about like you have to take advantage of the age you're in. You have to. You know what I mean? Got to optimize. He did it perfectly. I can see Zach doing that. Hey, why do you think I'm leaning into being an old motherfucker now? <laughs> well, I'm not saying being an, being an old one, but I'm saying just, you know, roll with what you got, man. I mean, I mean, you're kind of doing it here with the with the podcast, but you are doing it here. I don't know why I said kind of. You are 100%. Hey, we're doing what we can over here. You know. You know what they say? If if you try improv and it fails and you try stand up and it fails, then try a very niche podcast and maybe some teenagers will give you money. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Henceforth, right here. <laughs> which, which, to be completely fair, to be completely fair, failing at improv is not possible because, as we all know, making improv, making money in improv is not possible. Okay? <laughs> so that's just putting that one out there. You can't even get teenagers because it's all done in bars. So... <laughs> Oh gosh! Speaking of uh, not necessarily bars, but just that sort of environment, um, I went to my first—if you want to call it a rave—it it was a college. It was a college. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. His name is San Holo. He does EDM stuff. That was oh, the first yeah, ever. Man. Yeah, I went to go see him. That was the first ever time I've been into that sort of environment. And you were mentioning earlier about things that I've done where it, like it feels wrong, but you know, you're not doing anything wrong just because, because that stuff is heavily discouraged as a witness as well. Um, but it was the most fun I have had in at any concert ever. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, that, okay. Well, first of all, general life advice. Mm-hmm. If there's a European person, on the fucking turntables or a black dude, you're going to have a great time. (laughs) If it's a European dude or a black dude, you're going to have a great dude, a great time. Uh, So San Holo, totally European fucking great choice. I'm assuming he threw down a great set and you were having a good time. Uh, You may have had substances or not. Don't, no need to get into it. Not going to throw you under the bus here. Regardless, I'll assume you were dancing your ass off. Absolutely. Um, it, I'm not. I have. I have. I posted some stuff on uh, on Instagram. I had like, and I still post stuff in my story about it just because it was so much fun. But yes, 
And then I'm going to see, I'm not sure if you've heard of him either, but Pixel Terror in June. So he does, he does a lot more like hardcore stuff. For sure. So you're like all into all different genres of dance music then? Yeah, basically just EDM. I it kind of stems from playing Rocket League, which is also one of the few games that witnesses, you know, we're we're kind of cool with because there it's it's nothing demonic or magic about it. So um the well, entire okay. soundtrack. No, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just curious like you mentioned hardcore music like my frame of reference is like Anger Fist. Oh, no 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 no. no. I'm talking like uh I'm talking like 2012 Skrillex EDM. <laughs> ah, okay. So like, uh, like more bass heavy type yeah. of stuff, dubstepy type stuff. Cool, cool. Yeah. I I don't know DJs as well as I used to because, again, I'm old and uh, I I do partake in quite a bit of uh my leafy friend and it works a lot of the time. <laughs> so I can't always remember a lot of things as good as I used to, <laughs> but do yeah. A fucking good, a good DJ show with a light show is always a good time. Absolutely. Especially if it's a European dude or a black dude DJing. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have no idea about the person otherwise, and you walk in and that's what you see, you're in for a good night. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, I don't know. Holy moly, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, we have. Man, two hours and ten minutes now, basically. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. We've gone from um, Knott's Berry Farm's new potential coaster... <laughs> to uh a lot of uh interesting questions from outsiders about jehovah's witnesses <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing no problem i i enjoy sharing i it's just something i like doing i feel like people don't really get it and i like learning about how other people were raised and I, therefore and vice versa as well like sharing so anytime now, um, before we get on out of here, you got a Twitter is how you got in touch with us. Do you, do you, you want to give a plug for your account? Sure. Uh, I'll also plug my crappy Instagram, my crappy, the uh, roller coaster Instagram that I'd never post on anymore, but you know, maybe someday I'll kick it back off again. Uh, Twitter, uh, just, I don't know how I came. I don't know why I made it this name. Oh, that's why I'm in 2017. Um, <laughs> yeah, join December 2017. Dang. Uh, at what is life 9990 on on Twitter. Kind of, you know, in retrospect, that kind of that kind of makes sense after leaving. Because <laughs> I made that when I was a witness. <laughs> um, and then if you want to go follow my crappy roller coaster Instagram, uh, Lunar Coasters. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I'll, I'll post on there occasionally. I'll post some pictures from Cedar Point, which I'll be there on the on the 27th. So a week, two days, basically. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Now, I noticed you reference like Lunar in your 
screen names a lot. Are you like into astrology? No, astrology is just as bullcrap as Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> okay, I was just I, I just had to ask since you know. Well, what's your no, son, by the way? <laughs> um. <laughs> so. Why did you just hit me in the face with the? Why did you just hit me in the face? Okay, sorry, my girlfriend threw something at me. Um, so, uh oh, <laughs> she's laughing about it. Um, I'm a cancer, so I used to make the joke that that describes my personality, but that's a bit dark. <laughs> I mean, to be completely fair to astrology, look up your specific birthday and see if some of that shit doesn't align with you. I've done it before. It just seems too general for me. But I get why people are into it and why they like it. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole game with all of this shit, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw out the net as wise as you can cast it, and whoever's willing to catch on. <laughs> get them to open their wallets. That's... <laughs> I found that like when I read horoscopes when I'm drunk, I'm like really skeptical. <laughs> but like when I'm like I'm more likely to I'm more likely to be into it. I don't know what it is. Is maybe much more critical. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's part of my thing. Is like I get high a lot, and if I read it when I'm high, I'm like, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be like. Yeah, that seems like it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I think astrology is... I think astrology is kind of fun as an idea. I, I haven't dove too much into it. I mean, I don't plan on it, but I think for me, it's just a, something to kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Once in oh, a while. It's, nothing, it's nothing to base your life around. Oh, yeah. Be- believe me there. It's about as good as the cookies it's inside of. But, um, <laughs> or the cookies inside of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just eat some good cookies. That's what life's really about. Absolutely. Oh, I was thinking about the other cookies. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, what? <laughs> well... How about this? Put put some put some weed butter in your cookies, <laughs> and your perspective will change regardless of where you're at. Oh gosh! Oh, um, you know what? I'll ask this just to stay semi on the roller coaster topic. Uh, sure. Even though even though we weren't there on the first place. Uh, gosh, where'd it go? I posted this in the Would You Rather. So since since we're kind of on the topic of uh, substances, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just throw this in there as well. I'm, I initially said being drunk, but you have to, okay, so you have to be at a park, uh, a Six Flags park and a Cedar Fair park for the full twelve hour operating day, either drunk or high, one of the two. Which park are you choosing and why? You're given this. You're, you're given a magical. You're given a magical. <laughs> substance that makes you drunk or high for those 12 hours without having to do anything else so basically 12 hours so that's like lsd (laughs) (laughs) one cedar fair park and one six flags park part of me is thinking whichever one has the most options but then i'm like that one probably also has the most walking 
which is going to be a problem if I'm either <laughs> drunk or high. <laughs> um, I would say I would I would be drunk at Cedar Point for twelve hours because that's that's like a that's like an American experience of being drunk at Cedar Point. So many people have done it throughout the year. Like it, it's such a generational thing. It's like such a like yeah. classic American summer. Uh, I don't know. There's something magical about it. So I would pick that. Yeah, there's something so magical when you're walking by children crying and teenagers making out way too hard. No, because that's the thing. Cedar Point's not really a... I feel like Cedar Point is the one park in the country that groups of adults go together and get fucked up. Like, it's it's like... um. Like a Six Flags park, it's like teenagers, young kids, season pass holders, families. But I feel like Cedar Point's the one park you can go to as an adult and like act stupid, and it's like it's kind of acceptable. Well, Cedar Point's too expensive for teenagers, so <laughs> plus it's also like a resort destination type thing. Right. I mean, there's so much stuff you can do there that isn't a roller coaster. <laughs> The way you're describing Cedar Point as if as if it's like Las Vegas in a fucking theme park. <laughs> no, it kind of is though. It is. It's it's like the you know what I mean. It's like the one time where everyone will go for the like one day of the summer kind of place. I mean, think I, I'll put it this way: like Cedar Point employees like always are doing like little reunions there. I would say with like that and Disney. Disney's probably the same way. Groups of adults go and get fucked up together. Cedar Point and Disney are the two <laughs> parks where that's yeah. So yeah, Disney Cedar Point. You know what? Maybe I'm coming at this the wrong way, just because I never worked at either of those parks. Yeah, there's like multi multi generations of just people who are doing reunions constantly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Oh God. Part of me wants to just say Great America because it's so comfortable. It's like my home park, you know? Yeah. I've been drunk and high and both a lot of times there. <laughs> you got experience then. Yeah. So right. I know exactly the right spots. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a little hot because I'm a little too drunk. <laughs> Okay, so you picked you picked a Six Flags Park. Ben picked a Cedar Fair Park. Now you guys got to swap. You got to uh, Zach's got to pick a Cedar Fair Park, and then Ben's got to pick a Six Flags Park. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't blame you. That to me that feels like the safest place to go. Really fucked up because everyone else there is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they having issues there for a bit with like? Oh, I'm sure. It just felt like everything was so much more lax there. At Magic Mountain was yeah. the only park where you could just you could like sit down in the station holding a camera and like no one said anything to you. Like you could POV there with any camera anytime. It did not matter. They did not care. Weird. I've been wanting to go to Magic Mountain, but you know, flying out to California isn't necessarily a viable option at the moment. Right. Yeah, eventually that's gotta be done. 
right? So you you picked your you you picked your Six Flags Park, all right, Zach. Your your Cedar Fair Park. Oh boy. Um. <clears throat> well, I feel like picking Cedar Fair would be or Cedar Point would be a cop out. So I'm gonna have to go with like Michigan's Adventure. <laughs> Cause like I feel like if I'm drunk or high, I could just keep walking the non-circle and like do a ride, and then like walk, and then like go out to the car and grab a water and smoke a bowl, and then come back in and just kind of walk some more. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good park to get drunk at. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> once, yeah, once my friend and I, um, this was in 20, this was insane. This is in 2012. Um, my dad left the car like for the weekend. I, I think like the, my parents went on a road trip or something. And so the car was available when I asked if I could drive it to my friend in Michigan. So I drove like to Detroit on a Friday night, got there at one. And then there was like a college keg party. I think we fell asleep around 4am, got up at six, drove to the other side of Michigan to the lake. Like for me, it was backtracking. Then we were at the park for two hours, got drunk. Hey, stayed at a, we stayed at a friend's house, like in a trailer park woke up drove four hours back to detroit and then i drove like to chicago and met up with zach how do you function on two hours of sleep and drive that far i mean i drive back from cedar point and i can't even i mean to be fair that's just straight highways but man I'm, i have a hard time staying staying awake during that <laughs> i don't know probably in like being insane <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were dumb kids. It was like oh, good stories, though. Let's drive eight hours overnight, ride this kitty coaster, then drive eight hours back. It'd be totally <laughs> fun. With the credit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, uh, I suppose we'll give you the opportunity if you want to ask us anything else. Um. Oh gosh. I'm on the. I, I'm sure there's a lot of questions I have, but now I'm on the spot. It's like, uh, oh, um, okay. So you guys have both been kind of, kind of to backtrack to the very beginning of this episode. Um, Orion or Millennium Force? Millennium Force. Millennium Force. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 to be fair, I have an emotional connection with Orion, so I'm biased. But that's a, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's that's me for Millennium Force, though. That's like an unbreakable first place, as far as I've discovered. Yeah, but I will suppose being born after the ride changes perspective. That's true. For us, I it mean, was like this big deal. Um like you know the first giga coaster and then it, it was like a journey to cedar point yeah so it has that like all that like hype around it but i suppose if like 
it's been there forever. You know, it's like a. Mm-hmm. It's probably how uh, it's probably how millennials view arrow coasters, right? Like all these like Gen X or Acers are like, oh man, like dude, the the original Phantom was like the most insane thing ever, and then for us, it's like all right, it's a shitty arrow. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about um, about Orion, though, because I was there pass holder preview day in 2020. And it was like in June or something because of COVID. First train, first train ever. I don't typically brag about that kind of stuff, but I'll take it. Did they do like a little ceremony? No, <laughs> it's <was> just opened. <laughs> to be Did fair, they- okay. They had, um, to be fair, they had the friends and family day before that. So I guess you can't technically say it was the first train, but first public train. Did they at least sell you a special T-shirt or something? Uh, no, that was only for the first writer's event, which you had to pay a butt ton of money for. And again, I was a witness at the time, so I couldn't afford that and go to that event. <laughs> so... Public yeah. train, public train. There's a big asterisk a there. Church, can't be a church member and also. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. But high ranking officials, of course, are not members like you and I. <laughs> no, um, I don't know what. So you've been this, you, you, you're all about. Kings Island, Cedar Point. You said you've been to Dollywood. Orion's the all-time favorite. Absolutely not. But um, you're gonna hate me if I tell you what my my favorite is. But um, Orion Orion is is it's pretty dang good. Again, it's just emotional connection. Um, I would say I'd say it's best of the park on a good day. Uh, on a bad day, it's like third. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a toss up between that and and uh, before the trims, uh, row seventeen beast, uh, back row mystic is pretty dang good too. Front row diamondback's amazing. Um, Adventure Express is a very underrated night ride if you ever get the chance. Jerky is all heck, obviously, but yeah. I believe it. I haven't been on it at night, but I believe it. Yeah, you're gonna kill me whenever I say this, but my number one is a uh, is good old Steve. <laughs> I can't really talk though because I've been to. I would like to do more traveling to get to more parks, but um, that has not been super viable. So Kings Island, Cedar Point, and uh, Dollywood is pretty much so, it. So for me, so far, no, I won't. I won't be super disappointed, but I I am curious. How do you feel about Magnum? I appreciate it for its time. It's it was good for a time, and I still think it holds up. But I just am not a fan of those triangle hills. <laughs> yeah, it's like my favorite part because it's uh it's not smooth. I like I like that it's basically a janky wooden coaster as a steel coaster kind of. <laughs> I like the idea. It's more so the fact that my thighs get destroyed on that ride. <laughs> and so it's just painful. It's well, not even fun at that point. Well, so this is like, um, I don't know if I've ever, I don't, I can't say if I've like ridden every seat. I probably haven't. Um, but I, for me personally, my favorite row is the last car. 
like the first row of the last car because mm-hmm. you can lower your knees a bit. You have more leg room and you can do a tighter seat mm-hmm. belt and then just hold, hold on to the lap bar and like hold it up the whole ride. Like tight seat belt, kind of loose lap bar and just hold on. That's like in that row is perfect. I'll take it then. I mean, I'll I'll be there the 27th. So if you guys got any Cedar Point tips, go ahead and throw them at me because uh, I already shelled out for the $140 fast lane. So I'm I'm doing it all. It's Memorial Day. It's Memorial Weekend. I'm not going without one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Although sometimes it can be slow that weekend. Um, I mean, not well, I definitely one tip. Ride fucking Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I I mean, it's it's unfortunate to hear that it's not getting as much love, but I hope you enjoy it because, like, for me, what you're describing is correct. There is that thigh crushing pain, but I always remember, like, I was at Coaster Mania in 2006. Like, mm-hmm. me and my dad were riding Magnum during like a nighttime ERT. And, mm-hmm. like, these dudes in front of us were going, like, during that whole stretch of bunny hills, they were going, wee, ow, 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 wee, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> and it's like, that's so fucking accurate. <laughs> Although, see, a lot of people really like the first car. I hate the front of the train on Magnum. That's my confession. Like, I hate the front car. I only want to that? one three man. I only want to ride it in the last car front row. That's it. <laughs> I hate the front because the front, especially when it's trimless, like if you're riding row three when it's trimless, it's such a like unnatural, insane ejector moment. It's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy and it's fun, but like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> It's basically the back of the school bus when it like went through a yellow light extra fast and there was a pothole. Right. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> oh gosh. I most You know, if you didn't have your seatbelt on as a kid, you'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> you land like six inches away. <laughs> See, for me, I like the I like the back specifically for the second hill because the second hill in the back it's the only part of the train that actually has like floater on the way down. But what's funny is like because the banking is so bad, it's almost like you can feel the train like sh- like shuffle side to side. But because the train is weightless, you can feel like the left wheels touch and then the right wheels touch and then the left wheels touch. It's this weird, like, I don't know. I can hard to describe, but on that, like the floating down that second hill is always so fun into the tunnel. I get what you're saying. Cause recently, um, last weekend, actually I was sitting about middle of the train on diamondback and it was doing that on those floater hills. It's like, huh, I've never noticed this before. So I don't know if, I don't know what's different with it, but, I was kind of noticing what you were talking about the like alternating from the uh, side to side. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like when the train is perfectly weightless, it'll like, 
I don't know, float. I mean, it will literally float, but especially like wooden coasters. You ever see those like GoPro under the train footage? Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But with wooden coasters, they're also more like seeking the track too. Like the the guide wheels. Yeah, right. It's those six seaters going backwards. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, those beat the shit. That's why okay. Everyone I'm sorry. We're never getting backwards fucking PTC coasters ever again. Yeah, if you think we're getting backwards red racer, you're you're out of your mind. It's never happening. Uh not until fucking uh I don't know. Jesus Christ. Uh I don't even know, man. Could could um CCI figure out a way to or GCI figure out a way to make them way less and turn those around? Possibly. But that's the only way it could happen because otherwise even the two benchers reversed the way that the wheel system works where unlike steel coasters where it's usually within just a couple centimeters of the width of the track meaning that there's not so much banging happening Wooden coasters can be several centimeters, obviously divide, you know, multiplied by however many miles per hour they're going. That's a hell of a lot of banging. <laughs> Do you remember how fun and, American Eagle Blue was on that one bunny hill in the back of the train? I remember how much fun it wasn't being on American Eagle Blue and having my arm get smacked by that wall. Wait, what? <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> oh, no. and American Eagle Blue was running backwards, uh, I would try to get, you know, hand slaps during the helix. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's this big wall. And you know what? To be completely fair to the park, there's wings on the train. To try and prevent you from doing this exact thing. (laughs) But, you know, if you're like a fucking coaster dumbass like me, you can figure out how to like lean forward and still do it. Yeah, isn't like, hold on. Think about how ugly those trains were. (laughs) Remember that? They're terrible and they still are. Yeah, like that's the one thing that is very underspoken about about that ride is just how god ugly the like the, the head restraints with the wings are yeah lance you haven't been to great america yet so you haven't seen it but the american eagle trains still to this day have the headrests of like a 1980s chrysler Oh, is it those ones with like the holes in them? Yeah. Oh yeah. god, it's those ones. God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They've got the wings that are off the sides that like go at basically a forty-five degree angle to prevent people from trying to slap hands. 
And when the blue train was oh, I see it. And then when the, yeah, I'm looking at the trains right now. <laughs> and when the blue train was backwards, they had like special wings for the backward train that were even bigger. They were huge. <laughs> yeah, they were bad. <laughs> but again, if you were a coaster dumbass like me when I was 16, you could figure out how to lean forward and kind of like get around those things. <laughs> You can still do that on the beast if you really want to. I mean, you'll come. There's been people that have come back with like blood on their hands and stuff because they were stupid enough to. Oh, we're going down the second drop into the helix where it reaches the fastest point of the ride. Yeah, let me just stick my hand out. <laughs> and we're gonna put this one out there right now. Don't ever circumvent their safety restraints on a ride. Don't yes. do it. Not worth it. Don't ever do it. But if you do, make a TikTok at least. <laughs> yeah, make it worthwhile. No, um, but don't. Anyway, because <laughs> this is what will happen, right? Here's my cautionary tale. I was leaning out to try and get hand slaps, and there's a ball at the end of the helix, and boom, my arm hit it. I had done this a bunch of times, by the way. So I knew the timing pretty well. Yeah, especially like you can you, you know when the you're getting to the end of the helix because it the bank gets tighter. It straightens out, yeah. And, and like I had a black arm. Like I'm not even kidding you. It didn't turn to a scar for like you know a while. It was a black mark for like weeks. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know that on um when you said hand slaps you mean like with the other train, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm 90% sure you can still do that on Gemini if I'm if I'm not wrong. Oh, I'm sure. Actually, I have done yeah, I cuz I did it last last year when I was there. Yeah, you still can. I always like that one really good head chopper on the red train. Where it's a beam that sticks out. It's right before oh. you come up onto the mid course. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Goddamn. You yeah, good, man? The bottom of the first drop on Gemini is a crazy head chopper. There's been a few times where I. Oh, uh, speaking of head choppers, um, if I, I. For those of you, just for some context, um, I'm a fairly tall person. And uh, I am almost. Have had I been two inches taller, I would be too tall for roller coasters. <laughs> How tall are you? Six four. Okay. I'm like six five and a half, six six. So I get it. Oh dang! <laughs> but I've still I've still snuck on all the rides that you're not supposed to. Oh, wait. Oh man. So you're so you're man. You're man. You have more. You know it better than I do. <laughs> There's some, somehow I got on the V2 or the Deja Vu at Grit, or I got on the Deja Vu at Magic Mountain, which was like a 6'2 limit. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because this was in 2009. And they stopped me and they were trying to measure me and they wouldn't let me on. And then I was wearing like Converse, which are super, super thin. Like they weren't really going to like, I was like an inch over. 
And I remember Zach's mm-hmm. like, if I remember correctly, like you're allowed to let them take their shoes off and measure. And so like somehow the like eighth of an inch thick converse lowered me like an inch and a half to be able to ride because I was like bending my <laughs> I was like bending my knees. <laughs> Anything for deja vu. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad I was able to remember some snarky ass rule that came in handy for you. <laughs> it happened at uh New England was the worst though. They there was like three different points where they were, where they had the height stick, like the tall height stick. So that one was like that one would always freak me out because like I would wear flip flops and kind of bend my knees and walk really low. And like if I was if I was with somebody, I would be like, okay, let me walk on the like on the opposite side. Like you stand in between us, so it always looks. You know what I mean? Like pull something like that. <laughs> and then like in the station, it's like oh, okay, it's in the station. I gotta like crouch down a little bit, and I just like hunch my back. <laughs> For the credit. <laughs> Man, so you've had it way worse than I had. I thought that was something that I was like semi alone on, but not Ben. Dang. <laughs> Plus, like, um, I mean, I was also over really overweight at one point, which made it worse. <laughs> He almost got run over by a truck. <laughs> Wait, what? This, this time we were at Great America, I was wearing this absolutely hideous, like, 2XL from, like, a tall store. But so it was almost down to my mm-hmm. knees, and it was, like, a garbage bag. <laughs> and, like, I had really greasy long hair and just, like, reeked of cigarettes because Zach's car windows didn't roll down. Oh yeah, you did the, I remember you guys talking about that in the last episode. And like we were we were exiting Wither, and there's this like group of like people in front of us, and uh, I almost like bumped into this woman or this girl, and like her friend is like, "Oh my god, look out!" You almost got ran over by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, when was this? I think like 2008. I was 18. Okay, so th- you could get away with it then. You could not say that. <laughs> right. Yeah, just just when you're uh, fucking feelings couldn't be the stronger, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so a friend of mine last year did make a funny j- So I was telling this story to a group of friends last summer, and uh, mm-hmm. we were talking, I was like... Uh, what did she say? She was like, or I was, cause I was mentioning how I was like overweight and she's like, what, like, was your shirt one of the flags? And like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> it was, Man, you've really gotten thrown under the bus. <laughs> it was so good though. Like I was crying. It was so funny. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> Everyone's quick to burn you. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> How is it that some bitch at Six Flags fucking 15 years ago got in a burn that we still laugh about? What the fuck? 
I wonder what she's up to. <laughs> yeah, we should try to get her on. I'll tell you, on your high, she has not left the Six Flags Great America area. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> My face hurts from laughing so much. <laughs> it, it, it's it's sore now. I, I'm smiling. My my cheeks hurt. <laughs> That's uh. Well, God is good, huh? That's... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't resist. Anyway. <laughs> Before I end up saying something blasphemous, um, <laughs> I'm feeling like now is as good a time as ever, unless uh, anybody else has got anything. I mean, if we really wanted to, we could, we could, we could go all night. This is, <laughs> I mean, but we're at, yeah, we're at the two forty-five well, mark. I it's feel probably like a good place can, to call can, it. We can certainly have you back for a part two. I will. I mean, hey, I'll. I will gladly keep up the Patreon. I like supporting you guys and letting you guys uh, support your season pass payments. Oh, for sure. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we've. Uh, we appreciate it. That's for sure. No problem. And it's it's been really fun and very interesting. Yeah, good good uh story because that's like a it's not something that you get to I guess hear about frequently. So yeah, and uh, if we ever do do a part two, I mean, I got a whole lot more I could talk about. So absolutely, I'd be interested in hearing more. And again, thank you so much for being so candid and sharing so openly with us. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I enjoy the podcast, and I can tell you for a fact I will be listening, re-listening to this on my way to Cedar Point here in a week or two. Uh, the 27th, yes. No, it's not a week or two. It's basically a week. Right on. Well, um, shoot, you, uh, you listen. You know the way we uh, typically wrap this up, right? Absolutely. Right on. Well, first, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you so much. I also want to thank all of our patrons who we're not going to name right now, but maybe I'll insert a recording of everybody's name right here. Or maybe I didn't. Um, so thanks a bunch. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it really has been very interesting to hear the entire uh, story that you've been <laughs> sharing. I apologize for it being convoluted and stuff. If, if I were to if I were to do this again, I would have like I would I would pr- I would probably be more prepared to tell it in a more cohesive way because. Uh, I didn't tell it in a very cohesive way, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want to look into this stuff, there's a, it's not hard to find. <laughs> well, look, I'm sure there's some uh, 
YouTube documentary or even podcast that that does a much better job uh, of <laughs> dramatizing the entire thing than we ever could and producing it all. <laughs> Because uh, that's really beyond the scope of what we're, what we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a podcast. We're here to hang out, have fun. Yeah, so I we we appreciate you giving us like a uh, a uh, holy shit, very interesting story. Uh, th- thank you. I don't really know what to say to that besides thank you. So thank you. Well, uh, with all that said. Um, Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, your your favorite 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 coasters coasters sucks.